welcome back everyone to another episode of throwing partners i am with my throwing partner chris collins chris we are about two weeks removed for our last episode how are you doing i am chilling i'm back in school for the summer session but it's not as rigorous so um rigorous, rigorous. look it up in the dictionary it's a great word to describe word of, of a challenge basically <laughs> um but speaking of rigorous, we got a lot of rigorous things to talk about in the sports world. Um, but before we do that, I am doing great. How about you, sir? Doing well. Uh, trying to stay cool. Teeing up now in Southern California and the entire country because summer is in full swing. So, yeah, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> it's always it's, hot. It's good. Well, at least, you know, California brings – Southern California brings the consistency of – weather but when it does get hot it gets hot it gets hot but you know you spent a few years in our hometown of i won't say the name but it was really hot there so we're used to it you could fry an egg outside yeah throw on the sidewalk (laughs) fry an egg so it's a dry heat is i bet i'd rather have dry than humid so yeah i'll say that but uh let's get started what do we have to talk about i want to start with Something we didn't talk about last time, and it already happened, but let's talk about Julio Jones to Tennessee really quick. Basically, Julio Jones, one of the – basically compared to Megatron, basically, if in, in all sense. He's one of the greatest wide receivers in today's game. Um, he is a little injury-prone lately, but we all know and see what he does when he's healthy. Um, Tennessee, I think, got a great steal – they only had to give up a second round and a fourth round pick. Not even a first round pick. A second and a fourth round pick to get one of the best wide receivers in the game. This looks like the same thing that Arizona did to get DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. And Texans got nothing out of it. So it's like, I feel like teams are like, I don't I don't know what front offices are doing in the NFL right now for like star players. Like they just want to get rid of them. But I'm sorry, Atlanta. You took the L on that trade. Hardcore just has Houston did with DeAndre Hopkins. It's it's literally DeAndre Hopkins squared of how the trade went. Yeah, and, it happened again. And Atlanta knows they are in rebuild mode. Matt Ryan is old. I'm sorry. He's not oh, what he is. I'm surprised he's still there. But the thing is, it's like Atlanta knew this was coming eventually. They knew yeah. after the Super Bowl and that season afterwards where it was just complete failure, they knew this was coming, but they didn't prepare for it. And I will say Atlanta's defense is good. Their defense is good. When they're healthy, they're good. Yeah. But it's that offense where Julio Jones was really the only one doing anything. And you just let him go for a second and fourth round pick. Yeah. That's a, that's a big L, L in my uh, front office standing there. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – I know Jacob the Rev's probably listening to this episode when it comes out, but I think it's going to be a tough few years for Atlanta in the in the future. I think once Matt Ryan's done or traded or gone, gets out of the league, that team is going Most down. Yeah, I will say this, though. Let's talk about the good side of the trade. Tennessee just got a whole lot better. They got Julio Jones, yeah. And <laughs> so they, got, they already you know, had Davis and, and like they already had a, 
a, a plethora of receivers and they have the best running back in the NFL yeah. already. And they have a good defense. So it's like, you know, they just got the best, one of the best wide receivers in the game. Now do you say this is the locking mechanism for Tennessee to punch their ticket into the Super Bowl? They've been close. They've been close. And that, yeah, I think they get closer to being Super Bowl favorites. But I, I mean, the AFC South is pretty competitive. And I think, you know, the Colts are going to be there with that defense. I can't say the same about their offense, but they might be a good team that can hold down the Titans. But at this point, um, Tennessee's the favorite in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. And I think they still got a red hot Bills team to deal with in the playoffs. Because I don't see the yeah. Bills leaving. And. No. The Patriots geared up. Patriots geared so up. I know, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. So those matchups are gonna be pretty tough. And you know who knows if like Tannehill has what it takes to bring them to that next level. He's a very different quarterback than Matt Ryan is. Very, very, very true. I will say this though: with New England revamping everything and hopefully flipping that team to now back to where they were. It's going to be interesting because since the Bills and the Pats are in the same division, right? Only There's only one division winner. And looking at it, if one of those teams finishes as the best team in the record in the AFC, they may or may not play each other in the first round. Yeah. So if you're looking at it like that, I would say this. If Tennessee is smart, they either, you know, you have to get the best record or you have to get the second best record just so you can play to your advantage to get further in and you're screwing over hotter teams. Let's say like new England gets hot or Buffalo yeah. gets hot and they have to play that, or Cleveland that, gets hot or Cleveland gets hot. They have to play that dark horse team. Cause we all saw what happened with Pittsburgh playing Cleveland in the first round and yep. Cleveland just whoop, bye. Whoop. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Um, and this is all from the AFC. I say right now, the AFC and the NFC, it used to be it's either AFC is way better or NFC is way better. It's it's never been equally matched, but I feel like this year it very much is. Yeah. Um, it's perfectly I, balanced, as all will, things should be. I will say this, though, and you can debate this, but I think the AFC North is probably the toughest division to be in besides the NFC West. Yeah, I agree. I think the AFC North, all those teams, even the Bengals have a shot. Because we all saw what Joe Burrow did when healthy. And the losses he got were within like almost just one possession. Yeah. There are a few few pieces away from really competing. Exactly. And I'm just like, okay. And they're doing that in one of the toughest divisions. Yes. And now Cleveland's getting better, right? Right. So I think, and it's scary to say this, but I mean, it, I never really see it happen though, but Pittsburgh might be, and my roommate, she might not like me saying this, but Pittsburgh, you know, needs to start looking at, they, 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 got, the a great, they got a great draft pick with the running back, but they need to start looking at that quarterback replacement because yeah. Big Ben is behind the power curve a little bit now. So We'll see how that goes for Pittsburgh. Um, but all in all, all those teams, Baltimore, every everybody in that division, playoff mount. They easily can be playoff potential. Yeah. Um, 
it's crazy to think because in my lifetime the Steelers have always been good. They've like so ever since Mike Tomlin's been there, it's been playoff, yeah. playoff, 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 playoff. So seeing them like seeing Big Ben on the tail end of his Hall of Fame career, and then having this transition going into not a rebuild, but more of a we need to find our identity again and like build up from our past seasons, like our past players and the legacy they left. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a little bit of a rough transition for them. Um, I definitely think so. so. It will be weird seeing the Steelers not be the Steelers, um, but who knows? Everything can change. Um, Big Ben can finish out on top and maybe take them to the next level. We'll see what happens. He definitely can. I mean, we've seen it before. He can do it, yeah. but who knows? Every year is different, but since we're on the NFL topic, um, a very interesting topic, uh, not really heard in the NFL. Uh, the Raiders defensive end, Carl Nazib, if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, uh, comes out as openly gay um, yeah. and then donates $100,000 to a foundation for suicide for like the gay community and stuff like that, yeah. um, which is really cool and really good for the sport to show diversity. Um, and acceptance in all fields of love and everything like that. And, you know, sexual orientation and all this stuff. Um, so I think it's, I think it's good for him that he's doing that. And I, you know, it's sad to say, I'm going to say it too. He's going to get a lot of backlash. It happens with any, yeah, you know, any athlete or actor superstar basically. And then having that, there's going to be those ignorant and nasty people. Yeah. Um, but I think he's going to be a good voice for that community and, you know, letting maybe a younger community or even, you know, athletes that are, who may be like closed off, but they are yeah. like, you know, gay in their sexuality. Yeah. And they just haven't come out yet. And maybe that's a, a little push for them to help out. Yeah. To I think out there. I agree. Like, I think it's very good for not just football, but for Carl himself that he was now comfortable enough in the sport he plays to actually open up and be who he is Mm -hmm. and not hide who he is. And it shows the more human side of athletes because people forget that those guys in the field and all those sports are like they're people. Yeah. They're not robots. They're not robots. Like they have all the same, like, you know, things that we go through and just things that the people in the world are like, that's their lifestyle and um, they're the same way. And, you know, it's really good to have that represent representation in the game. Um, so future athletes that are feeling that way can express themselves and feel comfortable going into that sport and be like, you know, I'm like, I'm okay with being gay and be playing a, in football or baseball or basketball. Like we saw it a few years ago with Michael Sam um, yeah. who played for the St. Louis Rams and he got drafted out of college. Um, I think, I think it would have been a lot different um, if that happened, like it happened with Carl Nazib, but like it's, I think that was just a few years too early for people to like well, really think about it. Like, well, the, the story I feel like got changing. shut down too really quick. Yeah. Like it was like a week of hype around it and then it just kind of went away. Um, but I do agree with you that if it did happen nowadays, like how Carl's doing his now, I think it will have more impact yeah. and more emphasis. Uh, Which is crazy because that wasn't even 10 years ago. No, it was like, I think <laughs> so not even, weird. I think it was like five max. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, 
what can happen in a couple years span of just how yeah and you know accept certain lifestyles and exactly it shows that we're making progress and that the nfl is making progress in sports in general um, and there will always be progress and there will always be the the really selfish and ignorant people and everything like that and I, you know if you're raised like that it sucks and hopefully you can not change i'm not going to tell a person to change but you yeah. know accept accept that there's differences that's the thing is accepting one's opinion and, you know, supporting that opinion, but not yeah. downgrading it. So let um, people be who they want to be. Yeah, exactly. And it shouldn't affect you in any way, shape or form. Exactly. I know where this is a serious topic on our podcast for the first time in a very long time yeah. or ever, but we're just saying what it should be said. It's this is let people be who they want to be. Exactly. And the world will be a better place. I will say that, that there are, and, and I might get flack for that, there are limitations to being letting people who they want to be, where it's coming to the point where people are now, like, I'm going to try to tread lightly on this, is like they're crying over spilled milk. Okay. Um, like certain topics, it's just, it's not worth complaining about, but they want to make it a huge deal. And it's, it, and it, but the, like I said, it's not a big deal at all. That's the thing. They're crying over spilled milk. Yeah. And hopefully we are looking for a better direction into, you know, I'm going to use the term getting thicker skin, you know, and it shouldn't have to go like that. But at the same time, you kind of need that because the world is a dark place. It is. Yeah. So um, anyways, that is our serious topic of today i mean we always talk about serious topics but this deals with with life in general and everything like that so um but good for carl nazib of the raiders i hope he yes. continues to be a voice for that community and for the nfl and for all sports and for just people in general so good on him um but we're gonna move on to a different sport a very interesting playoff sport right now ah the NBA has been very, very good to watch in the playoffs this year. Uh, it's been really fun. The first one being the Lakers being knocked off, which was yeah. nice. It was great to see it. <laughs> um, the second is seeing Brooklyn getting knocked off. And then the third one is seeing the Hawks go to the, the conference finals now. And let's not forget about the Suns. In four, so Suns in um, four. Suns, Suns in four. are up one on the Clippers without Chris Paul. Without Chris Paul, and you know the Clippers don't have Kawhi Leonard. He's out. Still, um, but they're still good, and you know we saw the Suns take a game so far, and didn't have CP3. Nope. So it's Devin a fun. Book. It's a fun series. The the thing is, is, let's talk about Phoenix. Phoenix is fun to watch because they play as a team. There's no, and, and I get it. They, they talk about Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and that's really it. Uh, maybe Crowder every now and then. But um, but if you think about it, those guys are very team-oriented players. Like, they're not selfish players. Yeah. And, I, and I will say this, though. Trey Young, no offense, is – I'm not using the word selfish as, like, they're the only – like, they only do that, but – Jay, or, uh, Trey Young is a very one-dimensional 
player, like a very one-dimensional team, if you think about it. Because so. even, even though – I forget the kid's name that was red hot for game seven against Philly for Atlanta. Um, but I, I, I kind of forget, but, you know – Herder, Huter, Kevin Huter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he had like 30-something points that game. Yeah, he scored 27. Uh, 27. Yeah. And – but if you look at Trey Young's highlights, it's always these deep threes. He's good at them. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah, great at them. He's a good shooter. He's a great he's a good shooter. shooter. But sometimes you you tend to forget that there's just more than that one-dimensional shooting game. He's a great passer, too. Don't get me wrong. He yeah. gets the assist in there, too. But, you know, I know it's not his forte is to play defense, but he's not a great defensive player. Okay, I see. I was what you mean by one-dimensional player. So if you um, look at like Devin Booker and Chris Paul, they play both ends of the court. Yes, they and play very a lot much. Of players are labeled as that. Exactly. Are, so they play only offense or defense or vice versa. Like it's and a it's good just a example. It's just part of the NBA now. The great example of that is Ben Simmons. He's afraid to shoot the ball. Ben but he's great. Sucks. He's, he's great <laughs> defensively. He's good. Yeah. He's good. He's good. Not Embiid good, but he's good. But Ben Simmons, um, just really quick, he's out of Philly. I mean, if Philly's smart, he's get gone. rid of get rid of him. He oh scored gosh in thirty five minutes, five, five points. points. Yeah, five points, five points. And, and then nobody's gonna ever forget now that open layup that you could have had. And then you're like, oh, I'm gonna pass it. What are you doing? I don't play basketball very well, but when I do, I prefer layups. Just like Dosekis, I prefer Dosekis, but I prefer layups. <laughs> not not a pass. So, um, but yeah, Ben Simmons gone. Um, Atlanta conference finals against uh, Milwaukee. I think if we're going to talk about the picks, I don't know if you want to talk about the picks right we can now. talk about the picks a little bit, maybe in a few minutes. Okay. Um, I think I want to talk about Atlanta and the fact that like, what you talked about, like Trey Young, like he doesn't always have to do it. And that's the best part. I think yeah. that team is so it's not stacked but like they just it's have young. so many role players yeah where it's like it can be anyone's night that night so that night it was huters um capella scored 13 that night uh collins scored 14 gallinari came off the bench and scored 17 in 30 minutes yeah like they're I, they're well rounded it also goes to their coach as well because he got there what three years ago i think oh, no. Ever since he got there, he is like a presence in the locker room to the point where it's like, you know how nowadays we're kind of seeing the trend of like, you know, players are their own coaches kind of thing. Yeah. Um, he is actually a coach coach, like an old school, like what he says is what they do. So I forget his name. I And I've heard great things about him in the locker room. There's a lot of articles on him. Um, Nate McMillan. That's right. That's who it is. This is his first year in Atlanta, actually. Oh, it is first first year. But if you read the articles about him, it's like he has that presence of there. No player goes against what he says. The players do what he asks them to do, and you know what? it's paying off. Look, they're in the conference finals. Who would have thought Atlanta would be in the conference finals? Not me. Nobody would. And if you made a bet to say that they were going to make the conference finals, you're and you bet probably a dollar. You probably just made like five grand. Off of yeah, a I'll see if Jonathan's put any bets on the Hawks. <laughs> I, seriously, like I'm, I'm intrigued by that. And if if Jacob did too, I mean, he's probably rolling in dough. 
Oh, he's reeling right now. I know they're that close to the finals. <laughs> exactly. You know, they're seven games away. If or but four. Let's turn to. I don't want to talk about Milwaukee because, yeah, they took off the Nets, but also Milwaukee's a really good team too. Yeah, that's they're really good. So, but I mean, there's more hype around the Nets because of the the, the, big, the big three, three there yeah. and everything like that. And you know, it just goes to show you that you know they can't. Uh, a giant can be beat with a mini giant, I guess you could say. I think um, if I think if the big three was, you know, two of the three were injured. You know, Harden didn't play, uh, Kyrie didn't play, Durant carried that team. He know. did. You know, Harden did play actually. Harden, Harden well, did Kevin, score twenty two points. So Kevin, they were missing. Kevin, I mean, KD did have that clutch shot to put them into overtime. Yeah. But the thing is, is when he came to that clutch time and overtime to make that shot for that three, dude, father time came on to him that game. He was drained. He was yeah. he was drained. I mean, he, he played 53 minutes. Exactly. He's drained. And, and you have to remember this. This is a year off of his injury. Yeah, he, he like, didn't play at all last year. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's a lot, you know, and people will say, oh, he had a whole year off. He should be perfectly healthy. I'm sorry to tell you this. Anything in your legs will take a long time. To An heal. Achilles injury is rough. Exactly. Your legs are your support. If you don't have support, then you you just kind of especially in basketball. Yeah, you're running up and down <laughs> the court every day. You're you're yeah. you're taking on gravity with your own weight. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um. So Milwaukee, good team. Good for Giannis. Um. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. We'll talk about picks in a second, but let's go to the Western Conference. So L.A. losing the first game to uh, Red Hot. Get it? Red Hot like Arizona. Red hot like the Suns. Uh, the Suns. <laughs> um, I, I, like I said, remember when we were on this podcast last week and I kept on telling this guy at work, Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix. And you know what he said to me today at work? You're right. Phoenix. Phoenix. Sorry to say it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do a pick right now. Phoenix and six. 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 Okay. Phoenix and six. I don't think the Clippers can pull off those comebacks like in the last two rounds. I think I think they're all out of magic. You going with Phoenix four? No, I I think they go five or six, but I don't think it goes seven. And I don't think it's you know the Clippers have what it takes to come back. You know they did they're gassed. I think. Yeah. The last two rounds, they came back from being down. Both went to game sevens, and I don't think it can do the third round. I don't think they can do it. You know, what's funny is is the Clippers are in the conference finals, but yet they still don't have the fans. <laughs> they have the fans? They're not fans. I don't know. Like, I put that in quotes because it's just – It's like Dodger fans. It's so weird being, like, if someone like, oh, I'm a Clippers fan. And it's like, since – since like, when they were in San Diego, like that, where I'm like, okay, like they should. <laughs> I wish they went back to San Diego. I think that'd be really good for them. Well, but, I will say this. Hang on, really quick. San Diego just approved of the revamped, now going to be San Diego Arena. It's gonna get torn down and just be like this huge stadium. Really? Yeah. So the goals will be continuing to play there. Um, but it's going to be interesting because, like, this stadium, the, the like, the schematics and prints of this new place, 
looked really big to the point where it could hold a professional team besides like minor league. Okay. So what might happen. Uh I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's very interesting. And I, and I can't wait because they're already redoing um, other things in Southern California and everything like that. So I don't, I don't know what's happening, but it'll be interesting, but let's talk about, uh, let's talk about picks. We got to talk about picks. Okay. So let's do this. We're going to do a finals pick. Okay. Let's do conference conference picks. How many games? Okay. And then finals picks. How many games? Bucks and five Suns and six. So Suns and bucks in the finals and man, this is really tough because I, I'm on the Phoenix side. Like, I know they beat the Lakers and stuff, but, like, I like CP3. I like Devin Booker. I don't yeah. hate the Suns. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just seems they're hot now. And I'm going to – or I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say Suns in seven for the finals. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going Suns in six. Um, I'm going – Bucks. I'm I'm going Bucks and four. Bucks and four. It it they're they're Atlanta's playing a, a really good team. That's the thing. Yeah. Philly, I, I get it. Their record looks good, but that team has is a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. And I would love to see Atlanta not get swept, but I think they are gonna get swept. So I'm gonna go Milwaukee and four, Suns and six. And I'm going Bucks and six. Milwaukee gets a title. I think I think as soon as Giannis tastes that finals, it's it's he's it's gonna, gonna go over. Off. Oh my god, he's gonna go off. Yeah. He's gonna go insane. So I would love for you know any team between those two. I would I'm gonna love that series because you know it's two teams that haven't won it in forever that's the thing and or they ever. both have they forever or ever they haven't won it ever i don't yeah oh yeah the suns never won it with barkley there huh they went they went to they went yeah but they didn't and milwaukee i don't even know have they ever been it's a good question uh, they won. All right, the Bucks have won one league title, nineteen seventy-one, two conference titles, seventy-one and seventy-four. So they haven't won a championship. It looks like they won in seventy-one. I don't even know who was on that roster. They have one championship. All right, so so Phoenix is out of a championship, so but fifty I'm, years ago. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go Bucks and six. Um, for the finals, but it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be really fun to watch. Cause honestly, if you think about it, it's, you could have thought Milwaukee was going to go to the championship. It's a, it's like a good pick to have, but nobody would have saw Phoenix. So it, it, it's going to be fun to watch. And if for all you people out there, we would like to know your picks. So always, um, you know, shoot us, shoot us a, a DM or we'll put a, a poll comment. Up something like it'd be it would be nice to hear from you guys what you guys think so 
Um, the last thing I want to talk about for the NBA, and I'm going to ask you how you feel about it, is Kemba Walker to the Thunder. Sucks for Boston. Brad Stevens' first move as a executive in the front office trades Kemba Walker. Um, I think it'd be a good fresh start, get him healthy, and I think it's a win for both sides. But we'll see what happens. But I want Kemba Walker to do well. I, I've always been a fan, um, no offense, but like since I was with, you know, with Jacob on the Rev and the Bear, <laughs> I always I always ranted about Kemba Walker. I always liked his style of play. Um, and when he went to Boston, I thought it was a great thing for him. We saw the first year he was there when he was healthy. He was phenomenal. Yeah. I think he made the all-star team that year. I think um, going to a low-level market yeah. would be really helpful. So with OK and OKC has got a good fan base. I will tell you that even how bad they are, they're still a great fan base. Um, even Russell Westbrook, even to this day, after being to Houston and to Washington now, yeah. he he says OKC is always for him. It's always for him. And you know, with Kemba going to the Thunder, I mean the Celtics got Halford and Brown, who Halford is a pretty decent player. Um, who's owed quite a bit of money, but so is Kemba Walker. So it's like an even trade. But if OKC can get a healthy Kemba Walker, they definitely won the end of that books if he can stay healthy. And it'll be interesting to see because they have him there for two years and they have all these first-round picks. And what are they going to give him? That's the thing because now he is like that centerpiece, that that veteran centerpiece that you need. And it's going to be really interesting to see what OKC drafts. Yeah. To build around all those guys they have and him now. Like I I give, I give it two years. I give it two years. OKC will be back. Yeah. I maybe sooner. I mean, you know, they were in it last year, but that was with CP3. Um, So maybe, yeah, I give it another year or two. Yeah. I'll agree. Two years, two years. Nobody expected though getting CP3 and making playoffs like that. Steven Adams was on a rant that year. I mean, right there, yeah. Steven Adams. Steven Adams. Steven Adams. Um, and, and I miss Steven Adams in OKC. Um, he didn't play every day in New Orleans, but, you know, he was still he's, – he's a, he's a good guy to have on your team. He's a guy that has your back, and when he comes off the bench, he plays. Yeah. So um, I really like him. And then there's one more thing I want to talk about. I like LaMelo Ball. I like him. Okay. You picked him for a key of the year and he got I it. I did. And, and he got it. But was it deserved after an injury? Well, I mean. And people say it's because look at the competition. There wasn't really that much to pick from. But my thing is, is when he plays, he plays. He balls out. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? He balls out. Um Lamelo balls out. Um, but he was hurt for a very long time. Yeah, I think I don't know. It's tough. It's like uh, it's like Zion. You know, I don't know if Zion won Rookie of the Year last year, but he did. He did. So, but if you think about it, I don't think he played the whole season. He didn't. And now, now the thing is, is he his family is upset. Of how New Orleans oh. surrounded players around him, and I'm just there's like good this. Players around him. There's good players there, and they're doing it on a low market budget. Yeah, 
That's but also you need to think about – you talk about one-dimensional players. Zion's a one-dimensional player. I'm going to actually disagree with that. He plays both ends of that court. He does. He plays – he plays one – he plays the paint on both but sides. But that's, but that's, his, that's his defense. But that's the thing. That's the, his position, though. Yeah. When I say when I say they play both ends of the court, whatever their position is, they play both ends of that position. Oh, okay, okay. But not like, oh, he could shoot a three and a two. You know, Zion. We all knew he was going to play the paint. But he plays it defensively and offensively. Do you think he ever wins Defensive Player of the Year? Exactly. You know. Do you, Do you think he ever wins? If he can stay healthy, I don't see why not. He does get the block. It, it might be a little bit. It but Rudy Gobert, years. man, he's got that thing locked down for a while. Yeah. And even even the Joker could even win a or defensive player of the year. Honestly, he won MVP. I definitely think that's the right call for MVP yeah. this year. Um, it sucks people, that they got knocked out, but. but people say like Embiid Embiid got robbed, and I and you know it's close because Embiid carried the Sixers really well. I can see why they're upset. My thing is. Jokic put up the points, put up the numbers. Those those were MVP numbers. Those yes. were. Um, Luka Doncic was pretty close too. And you got to think the Mavs went from like not making the playoffs to like what I forgot what seed they were, but they need to get rid of Porzingis though. They need to yeah ship, uh, ship him off. Carlisle stepped down as head coach, and he was honestly I want to say the longest tenured head coach in the NBA currently. Someone might have to fact check me on that, but guess guess who's going to be the coach though? Who? Dirk's coming back. <laughs> Dirk's in a front office role. He's not the coach. <laughs> let him let him coach. I could see Jason Kidd going there. I don't want it. No, you know it would be crazy to think this, and I don't know if it'll ever happen. But Tim Duncan could coach there. He could leave San Antonio. Maybe. I could see him. That's being, Mr. Fun, that's Mr. Fundamental, dude. Yeah, I can see him being um, like the. I forgot the term, but you know the next pop, like pop's replacement's gonna be Tim Duncan. That's like that's what they're going passing for. of the torch. Yeah. What they're going for. Speaking of head coaches, though, and someone who was on the Spurs, uh, Becky Hammond is like one of the finalists for the Trailblazers head coaching job. I like it. I like that. I a think lot. it's a good fit. And I think that's a huge step in the right direction for sports and basketball. Most definitely having a, a woman head coach. And I think, I think having a coach like that is really going to like bring the players together on that team. And like, I think Damian Lillard's going to like that pick and I think they're going to mesh really well. Yeah. And hopefully make that next step to at least get close to seem some sort finals. of finals. Yeah. Finals. It's Dame time. <laughs> what time is it? Um, Dame time. Oh, Dame it's time. Dame, is it's Dame, me oh, watching, it's Dame time. Me watching Dame the rest time. of the season from my couch. Ooh. Hey. All right. That's enough of NBA. That's enough. That's enough. You know, you heard our picks. Milwaukee, yeah. Phoenix, finals. Prove us wrong in the conference finals. Let's see what happens. Bring us a bucket here and there. And let's go on into the NHL. Hockey. NHL hockey, NHL sports, ESPN. Okay, EA Sports. It's in the it's game. It's in the game. 
NHL hits, 98. We all know any everything. Playoffs are fun to watch in the NHL. Yeah. Just like basketball. Um, Both series are tied. Conference finals right now going on. Golden Knights, Montreal in the Western. They're tied 2-2 in their series. Tampa Bay and uh, New York Islanders, not Rangers. We, we got to think of the better team. Yeah. Um, they're both tied. They're actually playing right now. Tampa Bay was winning one nothing. It is end of first, three zero, Tampa. So Tampa Bay is gonna probably go up three to two. Um, with that being said, let me talk about Kucherov, who is a winger for the Lightning. If you don't know what a winger is, it's basically like if you had in soccer, you know, like you have your two guys on the side, and then you have your center and all that stuff. That's where he plays. He's putting up playoff record numbers and points. He's got 24 points, and it's not even the end of the series. And he's got 24 points altogether in playoffs. That's like almost Wayne Gretzky status. I mean, he's the GOAT, but Kucherov is phenomenal. And Tampa Bay, what they did last year, they won it all, right? They kept the whole roster, and we're just like, let's just add more to it. Basically, Tampa Bay Buccaneers did the same thing. And now Tampa Bay Lightning are doing a thing. Tampa Bay Rays just got swept by the Mariners. But Tampa <laughs> Bay is a city to be in right now. Yeah. Tampa so, Bay, at the, the Rays at the time had the best record in the American League. But, you know, that's title town right now. It is. It was so close to being like the trifecta title town. Yeah. But you know how but, that played out. But let's, let's, let me, I know you don't watch hockey religiously. Like I watch hockey more than you do. And, yeah, <laughs> but let, let me ask you this, okay? From a fan that doesn't know a lot about hockey, but the enjoys fan, the sport, yeah. enjoys yeah. the sport, you know, respects the sport. It's not a bandwagon. You're you're a Ducks fan, even how bad they suck. I, um, I, you know what? I, it's a local team, and I like the Ducks. I don't. Yeah. I just like like I don't hate a team. Like if I were to hate a team, I think it'd be the Kings. But like but I don't. Sounds hate, like a Ducks fan. I don't. Yeah, but I don't like hate. <laughs> If you had to say this, you're probably a goals fan more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. It's um, it's tough. I think I'm just a fan of just hockey in general, and just it's fun. If it's fun, and there's no players I hate, there's no teams I hate. I'm just a casual fan who, if I get the chance to go to a game like in person, like it's it's really fun. And yeah. I don't like if it's the Ducks playing someone. I hope the Ducks win, but if they lose, I won't be upset. Like yeah. Um, let me ask you this, okay? So we can. Probably 99% say that Lightning are going to win tonight. They're going to go up three games to two over yeah. New York. Who do you have winning that series? Tampa. You have Tampa going back to the cup. Yeah. Okay. Montreal and Golden Knights, 2-2. Very evenly matched teams. Both have great goaltending. Both have great uh, defensivemen. Both have great offensive. A lot of these games that they played have gone into overtime. So it's very even throughout the series. Who do you have? That's tough because, you know, Montreal got hot at the right time for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at their record, like I talked to you about earlier, they're 24 21 and 11. Vegas is 40 and 14 2. Like 24 and 21 is like not a great record. It's above you 500, win. but it's yeah. not great. Mm-hmm. So. Seeing how they're in the uh, semifinals to go to the cup, like that's pretty good of them. And I, you know, they're facing a tough team with Vegas. They're tied two to two, but I think I'm going to lean 
towards Vegas more, and they're going to take the series. So you're saying Vegas, where they've been around now, four years? Is this their fourth year or third year? I think it's their I think fourth. it's their third. 17 was their first year, I think. Basically, they, they're going to – half of their time is going to be in playoffs each season since yeah. they've been a team, which is crazy. Um, so you're saying Golden Knights and Lightning. Yeah. And what do you got after that? So who wins? I think Vegas takes their first cup. Really? Oh, man. Okay. We're going to – oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I agree with Golden Knights going. I like it. But if Price gets hot from Montreal as goaltending-wise, and he's been pretty good, if he gets really good in these last few games, Montreal will take that series. I will almost 100% guarantee that. But I think the Golden Knights just have that, you know, they, they've been here, done that kind of thing, and they're young, but they've been there lots of times already. So Lightning, Golden Knights, I agree. Lightning are way too good for the Golden Knights. Way too good. Yeah. And the thing is, is the Islanders who are playing the Lightning right now are a good team as well. I think the Islanders are better than Montreal. So for Montreal to be tied with the Golden Knights is actually pretty impressive. Um, and that is why I'm leaning towards Lightning kind of just almost mopping the floor. I'm going to say five games in the cup. Not a complete sweep, but they, they get it done. They get it. They go back to back. So okay, we'll see. We'll see. But then, uh, as requested, we don't really talk about this much. Don't <laughs> talk about soccer because we don't know nothing. We about we soccer. don't know a lot about soccer, but we're gonna talk about soccer. And I, I'm gonna bring up. Well, let's bring up the you know the qualifiers for the European kind of FIFA going on there. Yeah. Um, there is. I have watched soccer because ESPN's been playing a lot of soccer, and. I will say this. Denmark is scary good. I don't watch a lot of soccer, but the way that they've played and the goal differences, like how much they've had in goals in four, they're very scary. And they're undefeated. They beat Russia four to one today. And it's like four to one. That's a lot. That's a lot for for soccer. Yeah. Because we're looking at one nothing Austria over Ukraine, 2 0 Belgium over Finland. Like it's not. It's always one nothing or two. But ball. another team that looks good too is England. England looks good. They're in a tougher yeah. pool. They're in a tougher pool. But Denmark, if you if you're into sports betting and let's say you're into like FIFA, maybe you put a little side bet on Denmark there. Who knows? Twelve goals difference. That's a twelve goal difference in three games. Three games. That's crazy. That's a lot. Who have they played though? Have they played like good teams though? They've played. Like, is Russia really good? I, I, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't watch soccer very much. Yeah. So I can't really say. From what history know, tells us, Russia's not that great. In in soccer. and <laughs> hockey, yes, phenomenal. And hockey, um, yeah. But my thing is, is like, if I, like how you were looking at the NHL and I'm looking at soccer, I'm looking at these statistics that are out there and I can understand what they mean. Yeah. Denmark looks like a scary team to me. Yeah. And you have to remember this too. These are the best of the best in the country, in their in their country. It's not like, oh, this team has more money to spend, they can get this. Yeah. No, these are national players. And if Denmark has that many good national players, besides like, you know, um, 
Portugal probably it's great because they have Christian Ronaldo and Cristiano Ronaldo and um, what's that one player that plays for England? He's been there forever. I don't I forget know his name. I, I know there's oh, I forget his name. It's gonna bug me too because I've seen his face so many times. <laughs> but and then like Argentina has um, Messi and everything like that. So it's yeah. like it's like Denmark's. I don't know who they got, but they sound really good to me on paper. Yeah. I could tell you this. This is just me being a little biased, but, you know, Italy's doing extremely well. Italy has not allowed a goal. Really? At all. Okay, so you're hearing it from us, folks. If you don't watch soccer, and if you do watch soccer, you can tell us right now, like, that's wrong. Uh, this is what, what this is what I think and everything like that, and we will take it because we need help in this sport, um, learning it a little bit better. But if you're an outside looking in, too, you can be in our shoes and be like, maybe they're putting up some good pointers here and everything like that who knows who knows, knows. we'll see we're I, new I, to this we're new to I, soccer i do like to watch fifa though like the world cup yeah. i do like to watch that that's really fun to watch it's you know it's like a, it's like america in the world i'm a soccer fan every four years yeah uh, well i mean if we can even make a presence or a qualification oh uh, our country oh yeah no no <laughs> no no women's we yes women's yes Men's yeah no. women's soccer phenomenal <laughs> Um, just like women's softball, maybe yeah. not. I mean, men's baseball finally won one in the world baseball classic, but you know, softball women's for USA. Hey, speaking of softball though, uh, OU, OU won it all. I mean, they, all. and you know, what's crazy is they, you know, they, they lost that first, first game in the, in the tournament and they just, you know, they're like, Oh, we got to wake up. Um, yeah. we're the number like, one country. We don't, in the world. we don't lose games. <laughs> we need to sweep. So they swept and good for them. Uh, that's like, I think they're like second title in like the last four years. Something yeah, like that. they're good. Um, last but not least, we're gonna give you a little taste, a little sample, you know, like one of those little, Hey, welcome to Costco. You want a cheese ball? You want to try one of these? We're gonna cheese <laughs> 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 balls. I don't know. You like a, the little, you want a you want you a cheese cube, ball? You want a cube cheese? We well, have this. We have this very nice Gouda in a cube right. that you can have. It's we're gonna on give you a little, and... We're gonna give you a little taste sample here of uh, what's to come on the next episode. Uh, you know how me and Brian love baseball. Love um, it. We were um, guests on a. Um, uh, Oh my gosh, I can't even think of it. A baseball podcast, basically. Baseball podcast. Um, it's articles online. It's uh, it's baseball roundtables, basically, yeah. on YouTube. If you want to um, – I'm going to give them a shout-out right now, just so I don't forget. Uh, Top Fan Rivalry. Um, look them up on Instagram. Look them up on Facebook, YouTube, and their website, topfanrivalry.com. You'll find our video there, plus tons of other videos that they've done and a lot of articles that they have written. Um about Southern California sports, but also just baseball in general. Yeah. Um, it's it's a very good website. Um, definitely, they're very cool too. Yeah, they're very, very cool. very welcoming, very cool. Like it was really fun last week. So give it give it a watch. Give it a watch. Give it a watch. But we're gonna give you a little taste of what we have in store for you next week. So we're kind of giving you a spoiler here of saying the next podcast. Sorry, folks. We'll add a little bit of other sports but it's gonna be a mainly a baseball topic podcast um it won't always be like that but for this one we're gonna kind of make an exception yeah um so i'm gonna give you you get three choices you get three choices here 
trade them or keep them. That's all you get. Okay. I'm going to give you three players because okay. trade deadline's coming up. All right. And it's going to be interesting. First one that I have for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Go and for it. It's near and dear to my heart. Mitch Haniger of the Seattle Mariners. Trade them or keep them? Keep them. Keep them. Okay. All right. So we're looking good there. Your second one, Sonny Gray. Pitcher Trade for him. the Reds. Gone. Gone. See ya. Okay. All right. Last but not least, this one's going to be a little iffy here. Okay. A little okay. iffy. I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with me with this one, but we'll see. Tommy Pham, keep him or trade him? Ooh. Tommy Pham, that's tough. Mm. I think a better fit would have been Myers, but. Myers is, sw- is swinging a hotter bat than Tommy Pham is. Now, have you seen Tommy Pham's well, Tommy June? Pham, Tommy Pham in June, but I'm saying collectively overall, like the past two seasons, Will Myers has been. Last year, yeah, Fam was hurt last year. You have to think about. But that. if you think but, think about this though, Fam's contract is more friendly than Will Myers. Yeah. Um. Keep him. You're gonna keep him, okay? All right. Those are my three to ask you. Do you have a three in mind? All right. Um. Let's go down to Texas and Kyle Gibson. Trader, keep him. Surprisingly, he's not bad, but he's not good he's got a 2.09 era but the thing is is like i feel like if you switched him into another place right now he wouldn't be as good like we all saw how average he was in minnesota like he was just that reliable innings eater guy and he's been like that for texas a little bit not as well of course but this year he's he's doing better than what i think any year he's had in minnesota honestly too yeah um, but he still has what two more years or one more year on his contract after that? I think he I signed think like one. a four year four year deal, right? Something I think like that. Two. So I think he has one more year. Um, if I'm Texas, I need to I need to trade him because if yeah. if this is the best year you're gonna get out of him, and you need to like start filling your clubhouse with some good prospects or players, this is the time to do it. Yeah. So I, I go trade him. I trade yeah. him. Um, let's go to the worst team in baseball, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, poor, poor guys. Cattell Marte. Oh, dude, I knew this one. And if I'm telling you this, Arizona needs just to clean everything out. Clean it all out. I, like, you, the team can hit. That's the thing. The team can hit. They can't pitch. They can't pitch. They can't. I don't know what it is. They just can't pitch. But the thing is, like, if I'm Arizona and I have these good – like, Arizona's roster is good. It's not bad. When healthy. When healthy, it's good. Pitching-wise, no. No, 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 no. Mad Bum, not even – I don't even consider Zach that. Gallon's probably the – The only thing. Shining. That's it. But the thing is, is like, if I am Arizona, I need – like, if I have this roster and we still can't win, I, I need to get it all out. Get it out of here. Like, no offense to the players – but this 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 can't happen. It's it's kind of sad. Yeah. Of how they're playing. Yeah. It's and, it's rough. It's rough. But my thing is is Cattell Marte. You can get a lot out of that. Yeah. He's you got can, a really friendly contract. He's 
good. He's a He's switch young. hitter. He can play center. He can play the infield. He plays anywhere. I mean, I think the Yankees need help. I think so. Here's the thing: with Arizona can get back from one player like Cattell Marte like that, they can easily get two top fifty prospects, and then maybe some bullpen veteran pieces. Maybe yeah. two. I would say three to four players for one player. I, I can see that. Yeah. Um, with Cattell Marte's caliber. Now, if you said like David Peralta or anything like that from Arizona, maybe you can get a good prospect. Maybe maybe at the bottom end of the top one hundred kind of thing. But that's about it. I could see I could see either of those guys going to the Yankees or the Brewers. I see Cattell Marte going more to the Yankees, if anything. Yeah. Um, I could also crazy analogy here, just gonna say it. I can see him going to San Fran. Yeah. I could I can see it. The thing is, the Giants do not have the prospects to give. They know. But, but like if they entice them with like they're, I mean, Giants have a good bullpen. Yeah. They have a good bullpen and they can throw that out there and maybe like a good player that they have, you know, sorry to say it, but maybe you, you give up Yastrzemski, you know, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know Yastrzemski is great for San Fran, but he's old, man. Who knows how much he but you have to think about this, though. Like, okay, he came up, what, like two years ago? He came up when he was 20. Yeah, he came up when he was older. But here's my here's, here's my thing. I would rather trade a 30-year-old Yastrzemski. I get it. His contract is very – For a 25-year-old Marte. Yeah, yeah, for 25-year-old Marte, and I give up some bullpen pieces to get a player that can play everywhere. Whatever old Cantal Marte is. I think he's 27 or 28. Okay, so he's way off in front 25. No, 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 he's not 25. I think he's like 27, 28. Because when the Mariners got him, he was like barely 20. Um, And I'm not going to even – this is a bad name to say in baseball right now, but Robinson Cano said that kid's going to be something special. He's 27. He's 27. He's in 357 this year. And he's a switcher. He plays everywhere. He plays everywhere. Yeah. So, um, tell Marte, trade him. Trade him. All right, what's your last one? Last one, man, I think I'm going to go back to Cincy. It's all pitchers, oh, except Cattell, but uh, mm-hmm. Luis Castillo. Had a bad outing against the Padres. Has, has had a bad year. Yeah. Um, and he, but his contract, he's getting MLB minimum. Um, and I think he's arbitration for the next, like, three years or something like that. Yeah. If I'm Cincinnati, I'd say keep him. You got to keep something there and something that's contract friendly. Like Sonny Gray is a good player, but he's got a lot of money. You know, you're paying MLB minimum to Luis Castillo. You got to keep something there. You got to keep some hope, you know, you can get rid of all that though. You can, that's gone. So I think the three teams that are going to sell are Diamondbacks, probably the Pirates. And what was that third team? Oh I have gosh. one player for Twins. you. I have one player for you. Who do you think where he goes though? Trevor Story. I don't think he gets traded. Oh, and that's where we're gonna end it here, folks. Okay, so <laughs> like we always say, uh, message us, email us, do whatever you can to keep in contact with us, and then like uh, we always tell you guys, be kind, be generous, be respectful. You know. 
we're, we're getting back to normalcy with COVID and everything like that. So, you know, if places require you to still wear a mask, respect that they're, that's their guidelines. They, yeah. they want you to just keep you safe more, but don't be that butthead that says, well, CDC said this, I get it. <laughs> CDC said that, but you know, it doesn't hurt to wear a mask. You did it for a year. What's, what's maybe 30 minutes or to an hour of wearing it one more time. Yeah. I don't know. It's but, touchy subject, but yeah, you do you, I don't know, you do you, but it's, you know, wear it if you don't want to, it's, it's tough, but I think it's just more of the consideration for others. So yeah. I know I'm double vaxxed, but I still wear it. So, yeah. um, but like, like we always said, we're, uh, we're open to anything you guys want to talk about. Always let us know. Um, we appreciate you guys uh, always listening, um, voting on our Instagram posts and everything like that. So we appreciate yeah. all the, the voices you have for us too. So um, I hope you guys have a great week. Um, we'll see you next time. You already got a little taste of what's to come on the next episode. Yeah. So sorry to all you guys out there that are not baseball fans, you know, it's only one time and it's me and Brian's real like down passion to any. Sports, yeah. We'll, so. we'll talk. Let's do a little like spoiler. Uh, we gave you a little taste of the trades, but I think we're going to go into like maybe all-star snubs. Exactly. By the time we record, I think it's going to be the finalized roster. We'll, so we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see. But, so uh, Brian, any final words? Uh, you did everything you said everything i wanted to say so <laughs> this will probably come out on tuesday so have a good week have a good day whatever day you're listening on and we'll see you guys next time all right guys see ya